Welcome to the Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer. Join us as Deb talks with her guests, experts in their fields, as they share real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today is one of my favorite days because I have a repeat guest. I always love it when my guests have so much information that we just have to have them on again. And part of it is because this person who is an author has a new book coming out. So I love that, love that, love that. Um, So please join me in welcoming Kay Saunders to our program again. Welcome, Kay. Thanks, Deb. Thanks for having me. It's great to be here again. You know, we had so much fun last time and you provided tons of great information for our listeners that I just know we're going to do that again. But for those who might not remember you or are new to you, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Kay Sanders, known as the creator of possibilities, is an intuitive business coach, certified Akashic Record consultant, and best-selling author. I hope I said that right. Kay helps conscious entrepreneurs find that missing piece to create momentum in their business and reignite their manifesting mojo so they can make a difference in the world, create more freedom in their life, and tap into the magic and power of manifesting their heart's desire. And as I mentioned, Kay has a brand new book that just came out. It's still hot off the press, and it's called Three. 365 days of inspiration and motivation. So again, Kay, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you. And just to kind of, you know, it's, it was called Akashic Record. And I know a lot of people say, they, they butcher that name. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, and I meant to ask you <clears throat> before how to pronounce it. So, hey, you know, we'll, we'll talk about that so that you can tell us what that is. Mm-hmm. But first of all, you know, let's let's go back in time. Why did you decide that this was your passion in life to work with people to really help them manifest their heart's desire? Well, it was because of my own struggles. Like I'm from Germany. When I came here, I had like nothing. My ex left me two months after we got here. And mm-hmm. I really had a struggle to get to where I'm at today. And it was a lot of, you know, when I stumbled over the coaching industry and started as a coach, I really had a very, very difficult time getting my business off the ground. And I was doing all the right things to market myself, to, you know, get out there, get known, be visible. Mm -hmm. And I still had a really, really hard time. And my coach at that time had told me that it doesn't matter what you're doing. What matters is who you need to become in order to become successful. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's really what, when, uh, you know, eventually it finally sunk in. And that's when I really, you know, dove deep into the mindset side, the personal development. Then I found out that I'm, you know, spiritual gifted. I'm an empath and I have Mm -hmm. all these other spiritual sides and stuff. So, you know, learning all these things about myself, I realized, you know what, I can help other people with that because there's so many other entrepreneurs out there that struggle. They want to make a difference in the world, but they simply don't know how to go about it. They mm-hmm. maybe even do the same things that I did, you know, getting out there, getting known, but their mindset is really what's holding them back. Right. So that's really what led me to incorporate the mindset piece into my business coaching. I mean, I start out just business, you know, the systems and strategies, the mm-hmm. processes, but then I realized that the missing piece was really the mindset piece because right. you know, without the right mindset, you can't become who you're supposed to become mm-hmm. to create the success for yourself. So that's when I decided, you know, when I want to incorporate the mindset piece into my business and it just made such a huge difference, not, in, not only in my own life, 
but also in my client's life because now we can work on getting rid of those inner gremlins that sabotage their success so they can really go out there and make the difference. And that's really what my passion is like, helping people see the possibilities that they have and don't are not aware of. They're not open to that or they don't, they're not allowing the possibilities to come to them. Mm-hmm. So that's basically what I like to do is like helping people find those possibilities and then step out of their comfort zone so they can really make it happen, you know, create that success mindset so they can finally make the difference in the world. And also, of course, you know, have that freedom of being an entrepreneur and enjoying that entrepreneur lifestyle. Right. You know, and, and it's really interesting because I've actually had several guests on in the last several months who have... We've, we have talked about that, you know, that spiritual, that mindset, that emotional, you know, all of those various pieces to being an entrepreneur, to being a small business owner, which is kind of a shift because I think so many times people, they just think I can go and do it. You know, they, they don't stop to think what is, you know, hello, what is my passion? Um, and you know, and, and, and do I even have the, the goals to do this, the mindset to do it, you know, all those various things. And I think frequently what happens sometimes with entrepreneurs uh, is that they kind of get thrown into being an entrepreneur. You know, they, they lost their job, they, you know, by their choice or by their employer's choice, or they had maybe a part-time job that they, they thought, hey, I can, can make this full-time. And so they just start working. Is, is maybe what I'm trying to say, without really mentally thinking through the process. And then they really wonder why they're not successful at it. You know, and, and I see that all the time when I'm talking with people. There's, when they talk about their business and, you know, and, and I, I, I'm one of those people that I always say, you know, I'm not one of those kumbaya people. But when you look at someone and they're talking about their business and there's no light in their eyes, no passion when they're speaking, you know, all those various things. And of course, yes, we all have some times when we're a little bit off and not wanting to be wherever it is. But when you can tell that it's just, I have this job and I have to do it, mm-hmm. then it's not going to be successful. And it's funny because we've also talked a lot in, in some recent programs about the actual de- definition of success. For some, it is monetary. Mm-hmm. But for so many more, it is that emotional, oh my gosh, I am helping people type of, of thing. And, you know, and it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need that. You need that, you know, I am, I'm truly helping people type of mindset to, to be successful. Yeah. You know, it's great to have the fancy cars, the fancy houses, or, you know, maybe your goal was to just make enough money that you could take a fun vacation, whatever that is. That's great. But it is so much more important that you're feeling it in your heart as well as in your head. Exactly. So really talk to us about why is mindset so important, especially for growing a business? Because mindset is really behind everything. I mean, you just kind of touched on a couple of things. You know, like mm-hmm. if you don't, like so many people, they focus on the doing part. You know, they're right. getting out, they're going to the networking events, doing social media, mm-hmm. creating courses, creating online programs, writing a book. They, it's all that doing part. Mm-hmm. Client acquisition, the sales part, that's the doing part. But they don't focus on the mindset piece, because the mindset, it relates to everything that you do, any right. courses that you're trying to put out, any content you're trying to put out. If your mindset is not right, it's not going to work. Or if you, for example, sit in front of a potential client 
and you want to inspire them to take that next step and working with you or buying a product. If your mindset is not in alignment, like if you, for example, having that, you know, inner dialogue, I'm not good enough. I don't know if I can charge that much. I can know. I don't mm -hmm. know if I can actually ask for money. You're pushing them energetically. You're pushing that potential client away. They might want to work with you. But if you have that internal dialogue, if you're not really thinking that, you know, you're really all that great or you don't really know how you are supposed to help them, you're not going to inspire them to work with you because mm -hmm. they can pick up on your insecurity. So when it comes to the mindset, you know, it's, it's about everything. So for example, if you want to be a six or seven figure income earner and you're not that person yet, that means internally you have to become that person that allows to make six or seven figure income. Right. And it's all about internal, like success is an internal job. You don't mm -hmm. become successful from the outside in, you become successful from the inside out becoming right. that successful person mm -hmm. that person that allows clients to come to you that allows money to come to you that allows opportunities to come to you mm -hmm. if you're internally not open to that open to receiving or you know open to the possibility you're not going to get those you know things that you want you're not going to be able to manifest that business that that <laughs> success the income that you want mm -hmm. so mindset is really it's attached to everything that you do in your business in your life in in everything that you're trying to accomplish Right. You know, and, and so how do you know if your mindset isn't right? I mean, you know, clearly if you're not making sales and things like that, that might be an indicator. But, you know, you might have a fabulous product and be going at it and still not be, you know, having, you know, good, you know, making success with sales, things like that. So how do you know if you if your mindset is kind of out of whack with what it should be? Well, if you're doing all the right things that you're supposed to be doing, if let's say you have done some sales training and you really got it down, you know how to talk to people, you are going out there to, let's say, networking events or online, you know, being visible, be, you know, being out there. So if you're doing everything that you're supposed to be doing, I mean, of course, if you're just sitting there, just waiting for people to come to you, then it might be the doing part that's right. the problem. Mm -hmm. But if you're doing all the right things, Mm -hmm. and you're still not going to get the results, then it is going to be a mindset problem. Mm -hmm. Like, for example, you know, when I started, I was really doing all the things. I had systems in place. I had funnels in place. I did webinars, summits, you name it. I did it. Mm -hmm. But it still did not get me the results that I wanted. Like, for example, I had done a summit uh, a few years ago. And I was going in, I was excited, but then I'm like, well, you know, some of the people didn't do what they're supposed to be doing. So I had a really limiting belief around the success of my summit. So guess mm -hmm. what? It didn't give me the results that I wanted because mm -hmm. I went in with a wrong, negative, limiting mindset. So mm -hmm. my mindset was not, this is going to be an amazing summit. This is going to get me all the clients and, you know, boost my list. No, it was the opposite. So for me, it was really the mindset that was the problem because I sure did all the things I was supposed to be doing. I did mm -hmm. sales training, everything. So if you're in a place right now in your business and you want to take it to the next level, even if you've already been in business for a while and you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, you want to go to the next level, but no matter what you're doing, it is not getting you that big step. You might take one step forward and then, you know, five steps back. Mm -hmm. Then it, you want to look at, well, what are my beliefs? What do I feel about that? How do I feel about this? Mm -hmm. What am I thinking about this? You know, do I maybe have fear of what's going to happen when I do make that shift, when I do take that next step, when I do take my business to the next level? So that's, you know, the indicator that if you're doing all the right things, but you still don't get the results, then you might want to look at the mindset. 
Right. You know, and I think we do have those little inner gremlins that are telling us you're not good enough, especially if you had to start your business because you got fired. You know, even if it was a downsizing, you know, really wasn't your fault, all those various things, you still have that, well, I wasn't good enough philosophy. Um, You know, and and there have always been people who have told us, well, you know, you're not good enough. You didn't get that promotion because, you know, all these various things. So there's that little nagging thing in there, you're not quite good enough. You mentioned the, the concept of, am I charging too much? You know, is my product really a good product? Do they need it? All these various things. So, you know, say we've actually recognized that we've got those little inner gremlins. We can't just say go away, you know, because they don't. They're, you know, they, some of them started when we were infants, you know, and, and all these various things. So how does someone really work on how to restructure those voices in our head? Uh, well, one of the things is you first of all, you want to get clear on what is holding you back. Okay. And that's usually the most difficult part where people might just scratch the surface, but they don't dig deep. I mean, usually I'm not a big fan of, you know, dwelling on the past because you can't change the past, the past, right? The past, right? Mm-hmm. But when it comes to the mindset work, you need to really dig as deep as you can. Because like you just mentioned, it may have been something from early on when you were a kid that mm-hmm. you grew up and you learned. So for example, like the biggest challenge that most people have is around money. Mm-hmm. The money blueprint, things that they have learned around money growing up. Because when you're a baby, you're a blank slate. There's like right. no programming, nothing. So think about a computer. You're buying a brand new computer, factory, you know, factory, uh, whatever, you know, nothing on it. Mm-hmm. Then you have to install the programs. It's the same as a kid. You're getting all these programs installed by your family, mm-hmm. by society, by the things that you're your family says, you know, let's say you grew up in a not so wealthy family and your parents always said, we can't afford it. Oh my God, you know, rich people, they're evil. Mm-hmm. That's programming. So now if you want to grow your business, you have to get rid of that inner program. Mm-hmm. So the first thing is you need to be aware of what is causing your struggle. And you got to be honest with yourself. You have to actually be brutally honest with yourself because if you just say, oh, well, I think it could be that. No, you need to really dig deep and Mm -hmm. be honest with yourself because everything that's happening in your life, it is because of choice that you made, a choice of taking a certain action or a choice of not taking a certain Mm -hmm. action because of fear or whatever. So you got to be clear on that. Then the next thing is you want to let go of them. So there are a couple of different strategies I teach my clients. One is EFT, emotional freedom technique, is a powerful uh, tool that you can use to let go of those inner gremlins, those programmings that you had around self-worth, not, you know, being good enough, you know, fear of rejection, fear of success, all of those different things. So uh, EFT, a powerful strategy to let go of that. Another thing is the Hawaiian Ho'oponopono mantra. It goes, I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. And thank you. So for whatever you write down about, you know, for example, the thing with your, with your parents, you know, they said we didn't have the money. So you were all upset because you couldn't get that. You can say this, you know, Ho'oponopono prayer or mantra to let go of that negative energy around that. It's all about letting go of it. Another uh, strategy that I I just love to do is I write stuff down and I really vent. I let everything out about a specific topic that really bothers mm-hmm. me. And I said, okay, now I'm done with it. I'm sick and tired of feeling this way. And now this is what I want instead. Mm-hmm. 
and then I go outside and I have a little, you know, metal bucket and I burn it and I release it into, into the universe. Mm -hmm. so that's another thing that you can do. And I mean, there's so many other modalities that you can use. Like the Akashic Records is also now my favorite one to really dig deep in, you know, doing, doing the healing on a soul level. Mm -hmm. but there are so many different things, but that the, the thing is you need to first be honest with yourself is what is holding me back. And then you have a choice to let it go. And I'm going to repeat it again. You have a choice because right. sometimes you want to hold on to something because it still keeps you safe, mm -hmm. but then you might also stay stuck. So you always have a choice to let go of your inner gremlins, to mm -hmm. let go of only some of them or not to let go of them right. because it keeps you safe. But you know, that's like the thing you, you, because if you let go of your inner gremlins, then you can be open to more possibilities, to more opportunities. And then really design the life that you want. One of the things I like to tell my people, my, my client is like, what would you do if you know you could not fail? That's your possibilities right there. Mm -hmm. You know, and from there you want to look at, well, okay, what is holding me back from actually achieving that? And then you, from there you basically work backwards. Like, okay, you're digging up your inner gremlins. What is holding you back? Then releasing them and then deciding on, okay, now that I know what my inner gremlins were, I got rid of a lot of them. How do I want to live my life instead? What mm -hmm. does my dream life and dream day look like? And right. get crystal clear on, on that picture, have that mental picture, and then really make it a habit to really implement different strategies that can help you stay up, you know, with your, with your mindset, stay positive and really make it happen. So that's my kind of like the five steps that I usually teach my clients about, you know, how they can create more joy, happiness and fulfillment in their life. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, it, one of the things you mentioned was how we were raised. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as, as you were talking about that, I was thinking that is so true because for most people, I mean, you know, for the vast majority of people, when we were little, our parents were probably on a budget. Some were probably on a much more tight budget than others. And we were taught to make do, to buy the least expensive, you know, all these various things. And so then we transition that into our business. You know, we, and, and it's funny because I see people do that all the time. Well, you know, I can, I can buy the least expensive equipment for my office mm -hmm. or, you know, and, and I always tell people uh, budgeting is, is great. You know, so many people, like, for example, I teach people how to use LinkedIn, especially in, in a career search, search. And I say, you know, try free for as long as you possibly can. And if free works, that's great. But there, you know, there, there are some advantages to having the paid version. Mm -hmm. So, you know, there, there are things like that. But then that comes forward also when we're pricing things. You know, we want to be budget conscious. We want to appeal to everybody. And so we underprice what we're doing, whether it's a product or a service. And unfortunately, what that means is we just, in many cases, devalued it in the eyes of, of your, your audience and, and the people that you're wanting to serve. Exactly. Because it's all about perception. So I mean, you, you, I'm pretty sure you've heard of the, the, the saying, you get what you pay for. Right. So if you only pay very, very little for a service, you already expect that it's not going to be all that good, even though your service might be top notch and it's right. like you know, the best of the best, you know, high quality VIP kind of, you know, service. But if you price it too low and they see another person who may just be starting out and is like really not as good as you, but if they charge, you know, the premium pricing, mm -hmm. the people are going to go to that person because they know I'm going to get quality with that person because it's all about the perception. So if your price is lower than someone else's, they're going to see you as 
not really all that great because right. so there's another person that charges double as as what you do. So it's really all about perception. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's like, you know, someone told me your self-worth equals your net worth mm-hmm. or the other way around. You know, it's like right. basically or, or reflects on your net worth. So mm-hmm. if you don't make a lot of money, that means that you don't value yourself enough to make that kind of money mm-hmm. or to ask for that kind of money. Right. I see that a lot of uh, entrepreneurs, they struggle with that a lot, especially, I mean, if you're doing something that you love, how can you pay? How can you get paid a lot of money for it? I that? actually had somebody tell me that one time. Well, why should we pay you? Don't you love what you're doing? I said, uh, well, yeah, but I still have bills I have to pay. Yeah. Yeah. But on the other end, you know, like as the, as the entrepreneur, it's like, you know, they often have that, that mindset like, well, how can I charge for what I love? Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, usually when you work, yeah, you, you usually don't really like your job, but you get paid for it, right? Right. So you get paid for something you don't really like, but how can you actually get paid a lot of money for something that you just enjoy that you love so much? Mm-hmm. And that's where people, a lot of people get hung up at, you know, so they under underprice or they think, well, if my prices are lower, I get more clients. Right. And actually, that is the exact opposite. Or it's actually going to hurt you because if you underprice, people are going to go somewhere else or they devalue you. You might get those people that can afford you, but they might not be, you know, they don't have enough skin in the game. So you're going to be working a lot harder than if you would be charging, you know, premium prices because then the people they are like, oh my God, I'm paying so much money for what I do, you know, for, for, the, for the service. I have to make this work. I have to put in the work. I have to take the action. But if you have someone and you only charge like a few hundred dollars for what you do, they're like, eh, yeah, it's painful to, you know, char- pay like 200 some dollars, but you know, it's not too bad. So if I don't feel like doing this, you know, it's okay. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you're actually doing a disservice to the people that you work with if you undercharge, because then they're not going to get the transformation that they want to get because they just don't have enough skin in the game. Right. You know, and, and that's not to say that we can't give some things away. Mm-hmm. So I, I donate my time to teach people at a homeless shelter, you know, some, some classes that's, you oh, know, and, and, and that's good for my soul. I mean, you know, when, but hello, I also promote that I'm doing that. I mean, you know, and, and so I talk about that because then it is a way to show that I, you know, I have those classes that I offer. And we've all seen examples of where you go to someone's website, and especially if they provide a service, mm-hmm. um, or and it works even with products too, where you can get a sample or, you know, a small ebook or, you know, something along those lines. And the key is, though, of course, to show such fabulous value in that free item that then people are thinking, I'd be more than happy to pay you for even more. You know, and, and I think that's sometimes where people get caught up is either A, I can't give anything away for free, mm-hmm. or B, you know, the, they don't quite see that transition of taking someone from that free. And, and you may have people who, and you will, you know, who just do the free thing and then, you know, never, never go any further. But if you have provided such fabulous value in that, that free complimentary item, then they will more than be, you know, more than happily at least talk to you about working with you further or telling other people about it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, I'm a big fan of, you know, providing value. I mean, I I really, I do not like wasting my time. And if I go on a webinar or, you know, have a conversation with someone and and they don't provide any value and it's all just fluffiness, Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know, I feel like I wasted my time. Right. I mean, if I, and especially like in the coaching industry, 
when I have a complimentary session, I give value. I actually give them mm-hmm. actual actionable steps right. that they can take because, you know, I want to see that, you know, I can really bring them the transformation that they're looking for. But if I just talk fluff and, you know, just paint that mental picture and mm-hmm. whatever, I mean, a lot of the things that I do, people still not going to know how to do it because it's a technical side, the systems, the mm-hmm. strategies. But, you know, I'd rather provide value than, you know, people coming to me. I mean, that's their valuable time. Mm-hmm. I don't want them wasting their time just as much as I don't want to waste my time. But, you know, there's so many people out there, you know, like you mentioned, I mean, they don't give value. It's all just fluff. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to coaching, I mean, coaching, they're high, high priced items. Right. And if I work with someone, I remember I had a complimentary session with someone and they just kind of gave hints. But at the end of the session, I said them like, Okay, what exactly did I just learn? What right. I didn't walk away with anything, but mm-hmm. I wasted an hour of my time. So of mm-hmm. course, at that point, I was not ready to sign up with that person because I'm like, well, that person didn't give me any kind of value. Mm-hmm. We had a good right. conversation, but that's mm-hmm. about it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I believe that you know, share your stuff, share your best stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and that's how you can really get people to know, like, and trust you. And that's what you want anyways. Definitely. You know, and that item that you're providing shouldn't be a tease. (laughs) Now, you know, it it shouldn't be the first, you know, the first half a chapter of a book. And for the rest of the book, you have to purchase it. Mm -hmm. You know, I I don't like those, Um, you know, and, and, or, you know, uh, we've all seen, uh, you know, I, I, you know, examples of that where it really is just something that's designed specifically to make you have to spend money. You know, mm-hmm. I like providing that value. And again, you know, there are people who will will take it and you'll never hear from them again, but they wouldn't have bought from you anyway. You know, exactly. and and so but but providing that complimentary, that free, that discount, whatever it is, kind of service to show them the value of working with you. I think is is maybe the best way to put that. That's a very valid business thing. Yeah, most definitely. So, you know, besides making sure you have your mindset correct, and we'll, we'll keep coming back to mindset, obviously, what other things do you need to have a successful business? That's when it goes then to the doing part. I mean, okay. you want to have those systems and strategies in place. And some of the systems, like, you know, it's like lead generation. You want to build your, your list of raving fans. I mean, I'm pretty sure you've heard of before, the money is in the list. And it's true because... Those people that sign up for your free offer or, you know, like listen to your podcast Mm -hmm. or they they have said yes to you in one way already. Mm -hmm. So that is a warm market. It is so much easier to market to a warm market than a cold market. So if you're doing Facebook ads to a cold, like cold market, it is so difficult to convert them because they don't know you unless you're already a big name, you know, that has been out there, has been visible, then it might be easier. But still, you know, you want to get people on your list because let's say you have a huge following on social media and tomorrow social media is gone. Mm-hmm. What are you going to do with that? Right. All those people that you were connected with, they're gone. You don't mm-hmm. have them, but your email list, those are your emails. On, of mm-hmm. course, on people, unless people like unsubscribe. But guess what? When you have them on your email list, then you can build up the trust, know, like, and trust factor because people, mm-hmm. they need to get to know you. They need to get to like you. They need to trust you. Right. If these three things don't happen, they're not going to buy from you. They're not mm-hmm. going to become your, your clients. So the best way to do that is build your community. Uh, I mean, you can even do it on Facebook, but still, 
if Facebook, if you have a Facebook group, you know, Facebook, if it goes away tomorrow, then what are you going to do? I mean, with right. all these changes going on right now with the algorithm, it's ridiculous. Mm -hmm. So you have to basically create a Facebook group or then, like I said, you know, build your list because then you can email the people. You can, you know, ask them for, for, you know, what would they like to learn? You can provide them with value and you want to nurture that list. So that is one of the system. You also want to have different, uh, different, uh, multiple streams of income, different levels of income as well. So you want to meet your people where they're at. So for example, as a coach, you can offer one-on-one -on -one group, you know, online courses, workshops, mm -hmm. uh, webinars. I mean, you can offer so many different things because then you can get to help people at a much, much larger scale. Right. Because if you only work with people one on one, I mean, there's a limit to how many people you can work with. Mm -hmm. And it's going to be taking so much longer to, you know, fill you one on one because usually one on one is higher priced mm -hmm. items. Not everyone can can pay that. But if you have those multiple streams of income, you know, those different levels of income or offers, then you can meet your people where they're at. So if they can't offer uh, work with you one on one and you have an online program, which is like half the price or just a third of the price, guess what? that people still get to learn from you just at a different level. And then at right. that point, they already got to know, like, and trust you even more. And then they're more inclined to actually work with you. Mm -hmm. So the mindset is really the, the biggest, biggest piece around building a business, creating the success. But then it also goes back to you need to do the right things, the right systems, the strategies to build that sustainable business model in order to really upscale your business. So like I said, list building, multiple streams of income, and even maybe passive income so you can serve people at a much, much larger scale. Right. And of course, the important thing is knowing who you're trying to serve. You know, are they are they only interested in online or, you know, do they like face to face or, you know, all those various things and then kind of add in those other things? Because you're, you know, unless you really have something that is so incredibly specific, you have you know, those, those outliers, you know, where, you know, they are the people who just want to do online learning, whereas, you know, the majority of your people are, you know, are the one-on-one, -on -one, you know, people and, you know, and then expand from there, you know, one-on-one, -on -one, does it have to be, you know, physically you're in the same room with them or can it be that it is through, you know, uh, software, you know, Skype, Zoom, whatever it is that you're using. So, you know, it, that comes back to knowing who you're trying to serve. Um, you know, and, 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 and that is very critical. We, you know, we can never talk that about that enough is you're not serving everyone. I don't care what product or service you have. Everyone is not your target market. Exactly. <laughs> you know? And, and that sometimes is, is a big part of that mindset is narrowing that down because we do want to help as many people as we can. I mean, you know, we mentioned that that's why that's part of being successful is knowing you're helping people. But at the same point, you know, you, you do have to recognize that you can't help everyone. Not everyone might be able to afford what you're doing. I mean, you know, whatever it is, you know, all these various things. And, but, you know, and then we also have that little, that little gremlin in our voice that says, but you have to serve as many people as possible so you can make as much money as possible. Mm -hmm. But knowing, you know, as you said, knowing who to serve, then you price that correctly, that will generate the, the revenue that you need. Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I've talked to so many people when I ask them, so, you know, who's your ideal market? Well, you know, I help everyone that wants, you know, have a more happy, a happier life. I'm mm -hmm. like, okay, I have no clue who you're working with. <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. You know, and I, I remember I had one conversation and uh, that person was just so stuck on, I don't want to niche down. I mm -hmm. don't want to find a niche. 
But you know, the, the, the funny thing is, niching is, I mean, you need to have a niche because everything that you're putting out, any content that you're creating, any, mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, blogs that you're putting out, it has to be for a specific target audience right. and ideal client. Like, mm -hmm. I always tell my clients, you need to have a target audience, which is like, for example, me, it's like coaches are my ideal, like it's my target market. Mm -hmm. and then the ideal client is like, okay, the coaches that I like to work with are, you know, spiritual entrepreneurs are open to the spiritual they always they take action you know they're go-getters they want to make a difference in the world they they want to grow their business they're dedicated they're always going to pay on time that's your ideal client because not every coach falls in that category right right so you want to be clear on your target uh, target market mm -hmm. and your ideal client because once you're clear on that any content that you're putting out, also you want to know what is what is their biggest challenge? What is keeping them up at night? What problem do they want mm -hmm. to have like want to solve? Or like they also call it the pain points. What are right. their pain points? So mm -hmm. for me, my idea clients, I mean, they struggle with getting clients. They're overwhelmed, underpaid, and struggling to get clients. Mm -hmm. so any content that I'm putting out targets their mindset about the overwhelm and the inner grammar and it targets strategies that will help them grow their business and mm -hmm. get more clients. But if you don't have that, if I wouldn't know what my ideal client is going through, or if I wouldn't have that idea client, what content would I be putting out there? I would be right. putting out stuff. It's like, you know, throwing mud against the wall. Some mm -hmm. might stick, but the majority of it is just going to fall, fall down mm -hmm. and you're wasting your time. So I'm not saying that you have to turn people away. So if someone that would not fall within your target client, target market, or idea client category, it doesn't mean that you have to turn them away. Right. But your marketing, mm -hmm. the content you create, the message that you're putting out there has to be tailored to that ideal client and target mm -hmm. audience. If you don't have that, then, I mean, like you mentioned, if you're marketing to everyone, you're basically marketing to no one because no one can resonate with your message. Right. And that is so important. Right. And I tell people that sometimes what you have to do is actually have a physical image of that person. So, you know, you find stock photography, whatever, and, and you tape it on your computer so that when you're writing, you're looking at that person, you're keeping them in mind. Um, I did a lot of work for several years for a senior living uh, communities. And I told them, I said, your target market are, is not your resident because they're there already. You know, their target market was me. <laughs> you know, it's it's the the daughter or the daughter-in-law who is, you know, having to find a place for mom or dad. You know, it it was whatever income level, you know, all those various things. And we actually had a woman, we called her Ms. Jennifer, that, you know, that was who we thought of every time we did a social media post, every time we wrote a blog post, an ad, all of those various things. It was, how are we going to reach Ms. Jennifer with our message? You know, because it wasn't the seniors for the most part. Yes, you know, some of them are still choosing their own places, but it comes back to that daughter, that, you know, that person who is saying, here's where mom or dad is going to go. And it really did help them to, to narrow that because, until then, they were, you know, just kind of, well, everybody needs this. And yeah, and it's like, no, you know, here is who you are selling to. Exactly. So let's talk about your book because, you know, we've already crossed, holy cow, the halfway point. Um, so, you know, you've got this great book, 365 Days of Inspiration and Motivation. I loved reading it. But tell us why you decided to write this book. 
Well, it was actually a little bit of an intuitive uh, guidance that I received uh, mm-hmm. over the all the holidays, over Christmas. I was, you know, there was the one day I was meditating. And then I was also in my Akashic Records getting some guidance about some things. And then I got this massive download. You need to write a book with 365 messages. I'm like, how am I supposed to write 365 inspiration messages? I mean, that's crazy. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I have a hard time just coming up with one. Right. Right. <laughs> and then it was like, I mean, I, you know, every day I got into my records and I kept getting those downloads. So basically the universe was pushing me to write those messages. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote those, that book, the 365 messages in about 45 days. Holy That's cow. That's how much they want me to get it out there mm-hmm. because, you know, so many people that they think that, you know, whatever they're experiencing right now, that's all there is. They can't do more. They can't see more. Or, you know, they're just really, you know, going back and forth. And, you know, one day you're like super excited. Next day you're mm-hmm. like, oh my God, you know? Yeah. And I mean, I know I, I go through that too. I'm an empath. So the mm-hmm. whole universal shifts, the energy right. is really, you know, very hard on me. Mm-hmm. But I was basically gifted this opportunity to write this book. So mm-hmm. it was really like I was, I was being guided to write this book. And it's really dear to my heart because I mean, I like this book so much. I actually read it myself and I never read my own books. I create it (laughs) and then I put it away and I don't ever read it. But, you know, there was a couple of days already because I already have a couple of, you know, I had had early on, I, you know, ordered me a couple of hard copies for myself Mm -hmm. where I had days and, you know, especially with the energy, energetically shifts and everything. I was just so upset, depressed, Mm -hmm. everything. I grabbed the book and I wrote those messages and right away I felt that shift and like mm-hmm. each message and I actually signed up for my own email. So I get them each day. I get my own little email and you know, each day when I open that email up, it, it has a meaning for me in that particular moment. Mm-hmm. And each of those messages are basically meant for you to, you know, tap into, you know, the abundance and really al- allowing yourself to see what all is possible for you. And also help you in whatever situation you're in right now. So, for example, a quote that you read today might have a complete different meaning for you six months from now because mm-hmm. your life changed. Right. But you can basically reread those messages like over and over again if you want. You can really, you know, journal around it. But they all have a deeper meaning that is individualized for each person. So each person that reads the message is going to have a different impression about the message, has a deeper meaning for them in their current situation. So. Mm-hmm. This book is like really dear to my heart because I was chosen to create this book. So right. this idea, it just, I didn't even have in plan to write this book. It just kind of came to me. And I'm just so grateful that I was able to write this book and mm-hmm. bring it to the world. Right. You know, And I loved reading it. And part of it was, uh, the concept is, you know, 365 messages. So you read one a day, you journal about it, you think about it, you know, all these various things, you internalize it, you know, and, and, and but it's, it's clearly whatever works best for you, you know, and, and so, and, and I obviously read it all the way through, you know, otherwise it, I, we wouldn't be having this conversation because we couldn't have it till next year. Um, but one of the things that that struck me was it is truly a combination of messages. There are some that are very emotional, some that are very spiritual, and some that are just business things that you should be thinking about. And so that was was really why I liked it was it was this combination of things where you are thinking about, you know, what what is moving me from my heart. Or there was one that talked about, you know, you need to have the tools that you need for your business, mm-hmm. you know, and clearly that's, you know, both, both emotionally, but also, you know, <laughs> it was funny. I saw somebody was posting online. Should I use QuickBooks? Well, yes, that's a good tool that you should have, you know, just some things like that. 
So that was what I liked about the concept was it is, it is that combination like we were talking about. It's not just your mindset. It is everything that goes along with all of that to make your business successful. Exactly. And I mean, I actually wrote that book that you can use it in different ways. Like you can do it one message at a time, one message a day. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I have the accompanying email series with it where you get the, the quote and an action step with it. Or you can also read it whenever. I mean, like I said, sometimes when I have a bad day, I just grab the book. I read as much as I need until mm-hmm. I feel better. So it's whatever. I mean, this book you can use however you want. Like if you just need a little pick me up, you know, whenever you have a bad day, you can mm-hmm. read some of the quotes or just, you know, the back piece or the front piece or whatever, you know, cause there's also a message in there <clears throat> for you basically. So you can use this book in many different, like in three different ways, basically, like either, you know, like I said, just one message a day. Uh, you can do whenever read it as fast or as slow as you want, whenever you want, pick it up whenever you're feeling bad or, you know, to get the most out of it, also sign up for the daily email series where you also get the action step with it. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, whatever fits best for, for the person, they can use it however they want. So it, it's a nice little mix. So when I wrote the book, then I was also guided to also put the emails together because, you know, that's an extra little thing because then you get it in your email each more. Like, for example, I signed up for it in the morning to test it. So each morning when I do my morning routine, I get my email. I read it and you know what? It puts a smile on my face. Right. Because right. then I can also take the action steps. So it sets up my day in a much, you know, brighter light. <laughs> Right. You know, and as you mentioned, you, you, might, you might be down and needing to, to read some of these things, you know, or, or needing that inspiration, whatever it is. And sometimes, you know, it's funny, as I was reading some of these, I was thinking, mm-hmm, yep, I, yep, I'm there. You know, so it was an affirmation mm-hmm. of it. So it's, it's not just, oh, woe is me. Mm-hmm. It really is, oh my gosh, this is, this is good. Mm-hmm. So I went through and I marked some of mine, um, and it's fun because I, I have the online version because I never, ever, ever write in a real physical book. Um, so I love having the online version because then I can just, you know, I can, I can highlight and do all those things. So I thought we might just kind of go through and, and talk about some of the ones that I marked just because I thought they were so cool. Now, clearly, we're not giving it all the way because we do want people to buy the book. Yes, you know, but, and, and so maybe we are doing a teaser here that I just said we shouldn't, but, oh, well. Um, so here was, here was one that I marked. Rest and rejuvenation are just as important as taking action. Refuel your body, mind, and soul in order to feel refreshed to take the necessary actions. And I love that because how many times as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, are we working, I I jokingly say, 28 hours a day? Mm-hmm. you know, and, and seven days a week. And because we think we have to do everything, we have to answer that email at 10 o'clock at night. We have to push, we have to push, we have to, you know, and, and all these various things. And what, what highlighted this for me was the fact that I had seen someone on Facebook saying, I really just need to nap, but I don't feel that I can. Mm-hmm. And it was like, okay, first of all, if you're feeling like you need to nap, then you should, because hello, yeah. you're not going to be doing the best work that you could. But we put such pressure on ourselves mm-hmm. that we don't think that we should be able to have downtime. And to me, now, you know, granted, I kind of have a, a different situation from some medical aspects, but I absolutely positively have to rest. And if I don't get my afternoon nap, I'm just like one of those cranky little babies, um, you know, and, and so that is just part of what we do. But, you know, I love this concept. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you do, because if you're just pushing, 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 you're going against the flow. Mm-hmm. Because then you are trying to keep control over your, your, your destiny. And you need to also be able to step back and allow stuff to just fall in place. Right. And you can't do that if you're just pushing, pushing, pushing. And sometimes, you know, you need to rest to also calm down your mind. So like mm-hmm. every day I do my meditation. I cannot be without my meditation or I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to be that, you know, cranky little baby. Mm-hmm. So each day I have my morning routine. I also set clear boundaries. Like after around between six and eight is usually in the evening. I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be on a computer no more. I don't. I want my me time. Mm-hmm. But then, you know, the other day I was really... I don't know. I was just exhausted. You know, the energy was really, you know, through the roof and whatever. And I just, you know, sat on my couch. I didn't want to watch TV. I didn't want to read. I just sat there and just be, Mm -hmm. you know, like no thoughts. I just put my head back Mm -hmm. and I just, I just felt like being in my body, just being Mm-hmm. so often we don't do that we because we think we need to do this 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 and this and especially like if you don't make a lot of money yet and you're like oh my god i cannot take no time off because oh my god i need to make the money if i don't make if i don't work i don't make money right so but that is the wrong mindset because eventually you are going to sit in front of your computer and you're just like oh my god i don't mm-hmm. know what i'm doing i'm just so exhausted but if you're forcing yourself to keep moving forward you're actually going against the flow. So that's why the rest and rejuvenation is so, so important. And even if you just take like a little bit of time each day, just to allow yourself to be Mm -hmm. where you don't, you know, play on your phone or watch TV. Cause I mean, watching TV is not resting and rejuvenation, right? It might be resting, but it's definitely not rejuvenation because mm-hmm. you're literally seeing all that, you know, negative stuff on TV. And then you're basically distracting yourself mm-hmm. from being in the moment. And if you allow yourself each day, just take maybe five minutes. If that's all you can allow yourself, allow yourself, gift yourself that. I mean, that's mm-hmm. one of the things we gift ourselves that time mm-hmm. to be in the moment, be present, because if you're in the moment, There are no problems. I mean, right now, if you focus on just right now, do you have any problems? No, because you're talking to me. There are no problems. There's no stress. There is nothing. It's just right now. Mm -hmm. Stress comes when you focus on the future, when you, you know, uh, dwell on the past. That's when stress, depression, and freaking out, you know, happens. Mm -hmm. If you're staying in the moment, there's nothing. Right. And 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 letting go of that guilt, you know, mm -hmm. because we, you know, how many times do we take that five minutes, that 10 minutes, and we're thinking, I should be doing mm-hmm. whatever it is. Well, you know what? It'll still be there. Exactly. <laughs> you know? It's not going nowhere. <laughs> right. But, you know, now it might get bigger. You know, that is kind of one of the drawbacks. But, you know, it, it is so important. And it's funny because I definitely find that my mental energy, my physical energy, all those various things are so much better after. And, and, and it's funny because if I nap, you know, truly fall asleep, for more than 10 minutes, that's not good. I get, I get real sluggish, all these various things. Mm-hmm. A five to 10, 10 minute nap for me, and I'm good to go until like midnight. Um, yeah. you know, and, and, but everybody's different. So, you know, you yeah. kind of have to watch those things. But so here's another one. And I loved this one because I think this is the bugaboo for so many small business owners and entrepreneurs who are in their guest bedroom. That's where they've set up their office or they're in their basement or their kitchen table or wherever. And so this one applies so much. It says, if you feel lonesome on your entrepreneurial island, 
find like-minded entrepreneurs, build your own community, and you will no longer feel alone. Mm-hmm. Wowza. Uh, you know, and, and I think that's, that is, for one thing, so many times we think, well, we have to do it ourselves. You know, we can't ask for help. All these various things. And again, it doesn't matter if it's online because it depends on what you're doing. Online might work best or actually going and meeting with people and, you know, in, in, in the real world, mm-hmm. but connecting with people, you know, they have problems, they have solutions. They, you know, they can tell you some jokes just to make you feel better, but mm-hmm. it's so important to not get caught up in that being alone. Now, you know, we, it's, we just mentioned you, there are times where you have to be alone. You have to have that me time. But when you're feeling like you have no one, that's a very different alone. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, for me, like, especially like if you work from home, like I work from home. Mm-hmm. My local market is not really... I've had a really, really hard time breaking through my local market. So I don't even do anything locally no mm-hmm. more. So, you know, before I was going to be an eye and everything. So I was getting out the house, but like I said, you know, it did not, they were not like-minded people. I mean, I need people that are open to the whole spiritual side, you know, they're, mm-hmm. they're open to, you know, the, the woo-woo side, you know, right. the conscious entrepreneur, that's the people that I enjoy being mm-hmm. with. And I haven't really met a lot of people here locally, but you know, if you if you work from home and all you do is just sit in front of your computer all day long, yeah, you can have conversation with people. I do a lot of direct outreaches, mm-hmm. but you need to still have like-minded people that you can, you know, talk talk to about. You know, I mean, you're not going to tell someone that you just meet about your problems, right? Mm-hmm. So right. you talk to. You can't go to your family because they don't understand because they're right. not. Entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So why not find like my entrepreneurs? Like I have accountability partners. I have uh, a mentor that we're working together. Mm-hmm. Like I worked with her. She's working with me uh, on the Akashic Record stuff. And then I have, I'm part of a mastermind. And now I've mm-hmm. you know, started my, my Facebook group with mm-hmm. nothing but conscious entrepreneurs. I mean, it's right. the conscious entrepreneur lounge. So you know, the title says right there. <laughs> so it's my type of people. Mm-hmm. And you know what, ever since I started a group, I mean, it's only been like, you know, a few months, but it just, it changed everything for me mm-hmm. because right. guess what? Now that's my type of people mm-hmm. that I can be around that I can, you know, communicate with, engage with, and it makes such a big difference, especially mm-hmm. if you're working from home. So that's why, you know, this message is so, so, so important because you don't have to do it alone. Right. You know, I am a huge, huge advocate for collaboration. Mm-hmm. Like what we're doing right now, that's collaboration. Mm-hmm. I'm providing value. You're giving me exposure and then I'm giving you exposure. So it's a, it's a win-win situation. And then even if you're doing, let's say gift giveaways, summits, mm-hmm. webinars with other people, guess what? You don't have to do it all by yourself. I've, I'm collaborating with someone that's basically doing something similar to that, what I do, but in a mm-hmm. different aspect. Right. It doesn't mean that you can't work with those people because they are your competition. There is no competition mm-hmm. because not everyone wants to work with you or the other person, you know, so it, it, you know, it, there's no competition, but find those like-minded people. It makes your day so much better and less lonesome. You know, and make sure that it is the right people. You know, you don't want to be in a group where all they're doing is bitching and complaining and Mm -hmm. whining, Um, you know, or maybe it's, you know, the the group that a networking group that you're thinking, well, this is my target market. Well, maybe it is, maybe it's not, you know, all those various things. So really think through how you're spending your time. You know, when I moved here to Atlanta, I joined five different business associations. And part of that was to get out there and get to know people. Mm. 
worked great, loved it, met some absolutely positively fabulous people. But then when it came time to renew that annual membership, I, I stopped and thought about it. You know, where was I making the best connections? You know, was it, were they having good speakers? Because that is important to me. You know, am I going and learning the right things? You know, all these various things. So it's, it's very important to make sure that it's the right group for you. And you might have to hunt and find, and you might have to leave groups. I mean, you know, that's the other thing is if it's not serving your purpose, that's okay. Exactly. I mean, I left BNI because it was not serving me. Mm-hmm. I was part of it for a year, didn't get anything out of it other than, you know, getting more comfortable and, you know, talking in front of people. But other than that, it did not help me grow my business whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I decided I wasn't going to pay again. It, it was just too expensive for me. But, you know, that's you have a choice. You always have a choice every single day, every single moment mm-hmm. of your day. You always have a choice. What you right. do with that, you know, that's up to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that, that you always have a choice because we tend to, in many cases, blame others, you know, or, or think, well, we have to do it this way. And to me, that was the overriding principle of everything in your book. It was, hello, we have to take responsibility for ourselves. If things don't work out right, why? You know, we can't blame other people. And so we've only got about five minutes left. So I want to do just one more quote and then, you know, we'll make sure that people know how to get your book and how to connect with you. But I love this one. Happiness does not come from the place you live in, the home you have, the car you drive, or how much money you have in the bank. Happiness comes from within. You alone know what it means to be and feel happy. No outside source can make you happy. You alone can make yourself happy by feeling happy within. And I really wanted to leave people with that thought because that is so key. You know, and, and, and we could also insert the word success in there. You know, we are only responsible for ourselves. And how everyone else defines it is their definition. You know, that I, I always love it when people say, oh, she's successful. She's not successful. He's, you know, we don't know. You know, we don't know what's going on in their mind. So, you know, it's, it all comes down to, and that's hard, right? Because we measure ourselves next to, oh my gosh, they yeah. have a bigger house. I better get a bigger house. Or, you know, they're, they're president of whatever business association. I should be president too. If that's important to you and that's what will make you happy, sure. But we should never, ever do anything just because, you know, yeah. is, is maybe what I'm trying to get through. <laughs> Yeah, no, totally. I mean, you, know, you can live on an island and be mm-hmm. completely alone, but you can be the happy, a total happy camper. Right. You know, you define your own happiness. Mm-hmm. You create your own happiness. You also define your own success mm-hmm. and you create your own success. It all comes from within. If you're not happy inside, then you're not going to live a happy life. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know, if you're, so everything outside of you doesn't doesn't matter because you create the happiness within Mm -hmm. everything that you create in your life the abundance the freedom the money the wealth the joy the happiness everything you create from the with from within Mm -hmm. first because everything that's outside of you is a mirror reflection from what's going on inside so if you for example you know you're you're not really happy you know or you're you're in a you're in a dead end job you know then where is that you know where is it coming from within if you for example you know get always disappointed by people or people don't listen to you ask yourself where do you not listen to yourself where do you disappoint yourself because everything that is happening outside of you is the exact mirror reflection of your internal 
story, right? Things that go on within. So mm-hmm. if you want to feel happy, all you got to do is you got to make the choice to be happy, right. no matter what. Right. You know, and we're not being Pollyanna. You know, you're not happy 100% of the time. You know, I still have to clean a toilet or do my bills or whatever. I mean, you know, but, but how you go about all of it really is, you know, part, part of this. Um, you know, and, and people who have, uh, you know, are my longtime listeners know that, you know, I, I have some medical issues. Well, you know what? So what? And I'm not going to let that get me down. Do I have days where I have to have a pity party? Sure. That is human nature and that's, you know, but I don't wallow in it. I acknowledge that, you know what, today I feel bad and I'm just going to let myself feel bad today, but then I'm going to fix it and I'm going to go on. You know, and, and so it, it is all about taking responsibility for yourself. And, and I just love that because so many times we do want to blame the world for whatever it is that's gone wrong. Um, you know, no, you know, the, you let, you let things happen. You made the choice that they happened maybe is, is the way to put it too. And, and so you have the, the choice to be happy, you know, and, and sometimes you have to make some pretty big changes to do that. But it is your life. Make it the way you want it to be. And same with your career. You know, make your business the way you want your business to be. Exactly. And, you know, when it comes to choice, oftentimes we make choice unconsciously. So we don't even know we make a choice, but those choices are driven by our ego mind, our inner gremlins. Mm -hmm. So, you know, if you don't like something about your life, we'll look at, you know, why is that? When Mm -hmm. did you make a choice? You know, and, you know, because everything, you know, that's happening is because you made a choice. Either you knew about that choice or you didn't know about a choice. Mm -hmm. Either it was like consciously or unconsciously. But everything that happened that is happening in your life, the circumstances you're experiencing, is because you made a choice. Mm-hmm. But the good thing is, you always have the choice to take take a different route, to make right. a different choice mm-hmm. towards something that you want instead. But right. like you mm-hmm. got to take responsibility, like you said, and you got to be really brutally honest with yourself to allow yourself to see where did you make the wrong choices, mm-hmm. where can you know improve, what direction can you go into now. But there's always a choice. Mm-hmm. Well, Kay, this has been absolutely fabulous. And, and like I said, it's so much fun when I have repeat guests because they just have such great information. And we've been talking with you about your new book, 365 Days of Inspiration and Motivation, which of course can be found on Amazon, um, but, or, or your you know, other online booksellers, you know, all those various things. But tell people how they find you and connect with you online. Uh, they can find me on my website, Kay Sanders. I also have a website for the book. It's called Messages of Inspiration. Mm-hmm. And uh, they can come, you know, join me in my Facebook group. It's called the Conscious Entrepreneur Lounge. So they can, mm-hmm. you know, connect with me there. Uh, I'm on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Now I'm also on Instagram. So I can be found like on all different places. And, you know, of course, Amazon. Um, and my book is also going to be on, uh, it's also on um, the, uh, what do you call it? The other one. Barnes and Noble. Oh, Barnes and Noble. Yep. I know. Oh, poor Barnes and Noble. <laughs> they're, they're the other one now. <laughs> yeah. I didn't think about that name because I really usually don't deal with them. I know. You know, I, I'm, yeah, I'm an Amazon girl. <laughs> well, you know, Kate, this really has been absolutely fantastic. And I, I know we'll have you on again because you do have such great information for people, whether they're in business or not. You know, this, this is just very important information, tips and techniques so, you know, as I said, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Kay Sanders. And until next time, everyone have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Business Power Hour. 
hosted by Deb Creer. Join us next time for more real-life stories and techniques to power up your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.